Hey. Welcome to Week Didn't Start. My name is Jersey. I am here with Sam. Sam, how's it going? Yeah, Sam's not here. Sam's traveling internationally. Sam is on vacation, and we're going to let her enjoy her vacation. So we structured things a little bit differently this week. Um, Sam wrote the first two verses of the week for Monday and Tuesday, and then I wrote the verse for Wednesday, Thursday, and then the weekend verse covering Friday, Saturday, Sunday, verse 5. We each compiled the news for our own days so that Sam could be done by the time she got on her plane. And we're also, of course, recording separately. So I'm recording this alone a couple days after Sam recorded her thoughts about her work on the early part of the week. So what you're going to hear in this episode is a stitched together version of something that Sam recorded a couple days ago and something that I'm recording right now. Uh, we're not going to pretend that it's a real conversation because there's a couple, you know, there's a couple days in between. So uh, the next thing you're going to hear is Sam's answer to the question we ask every week, which is what was it like recording and writing these lyrics this week? So in terms of answering the questions about the song uh, by The Stranger, I don't think that my relationship to the song really changed in a meaningful way this week. I found myself trying to think about that Joe DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe uh, relationship in uh, my writing of verse one. I ended up going, I ended up talking about uh, Saudi Aramco in the Marilyn Monroe verse. And then in going back to the Joe DiMaggio, I was like, all right, what could have caused oil <laughs> prices? You know, what could I compare? Could I, is there a story about ExxonMobil? So I think there was a desire to to start approaching whatever lofty ideals we think that a certain songwriter had when he um, put these verses down. But yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Um, I am really enjoying trying to match the rhymes, uh, which I think you, Jersey, said that you were doing um, when you wrote. And it has resulted in a bit less faithfulness towards the, the cadence and rhyme scheme. Yeah, I, I'm not saying there isn't a way to do both, because obviously we're, we're trying to match the original, which seems to do both. But yeah, uh, it does seem to be a bit of a seesaw. Uh, let's see. Did my relationship to the song change in any way? No. No, this is just a long, long slog. Uh, yeah, slog is has been the word that we both used to describe this show more than any other um, so far. And I think that's true. It felt particularly like that this week because I had a good time doing it. Like, I, I like what I ended up writing. But I think because we were more separated and it was less um, collaborative in the day-to-day -day and even in the, like, recording of it, and because it wasn't split up, like you did the beginning of the week and I did the end of the week, so we both had these limited time frames to write the same amount of material, it felt just like I needed to get through it and get it down on paper. So... Um, that was my feeling as well. And I'm also looking at that balance between adhering to the original song and when do you adhere to the rhyme scheme? When do you adhere to the uh, cadence, the, like the syllables? And also when do you adhere to the number of items? Like if you're doing that line in the last verse, that's um, foreign debts, homeless vets, AIDS, crack, burn, he gets, which has five news stories in it. Can you always get five items in that line or in some cases do you take something that has four news items in it and split it you know and, and make it two so we have these numbers that we use now like i think monday has tw you know 26 things in the verse and tuesday has 28 and 
Wednesday has 27 and Thursday has 16 for some reason. It's only six lines and the fifth verse has 25, but I don't think I'm always able to fill in as many. So I do think that's another thing I'm trying to hit that I'm doing an okay job of. But I think the ideal would be match the rhymes, match the cadence, you know, when he's using the downbeats, when he isn't. Uh, when he kind of uses those single syllable words and then also match the number of stories per verse. If I can do that perversely, I will uh, feel like I've, I don't know, cracked the code or something, but we're getting a lot more bites of this apple. So I think we'll figure it out. All right. So the next question, uh, Sam, I'm going to fake ask you this question, which is what is your new news story from this week that you wanted to highlight from your verses? Uh, the new story that I wanted to unpack a little bit, just because I think it's uh, a glimmer of light in this dark world, is the story of Bob's Red Mill. Uh, how Bob himself, of Bob's Red Mill, which you probably recognize from your local grocery stores, is all those organic grains and seeds. He is retiring. Uh, I think it's at the age of 81. Um, and he is giving over his entire factory to his employees. So Bob's Red Mill will become an entire employee-owned and employee-run business business, uh, which is just so endearing and confirms my decision to continue buying, uh, you know, the wheat germ <laughs> of his company. So that was an exciting news story I wanted to unpack a little bit. Um, let's see, I'm going to pause here uh, and then do an old one. I like that story a lot. And it's a, a good news story. My story uh, from this week is also sort of a good news story. It's sort of two stories. It's not totally good, but some of you who are listening may have seen it. It got passed around a lot because people are looking for good news amidst all this coronavirus uh, outbreak stuff, right? Because it just keeps escalating and there's more and more. And there's so much of that in, in the, the song this week. But one of the stories that didn't make, the details didn't make it in, but a group of students in Wuhan in China who were um, taking class remotely got out of doing their homework by going to the iTunes app store and review bombing the app that was used for their homework submission with one-star reviews. So it got pulled from the app store for being low quality, and they were able to get out of their homework assignments, which I thought was, you know, funny and uh, ingenious and uh, a little bit of a lighter story in the midst of all this. And that's kind of related to a couple things, one of which is one of the stories this week is about how um, Stanford University is going to stop in-person classes for the rest of the year uh, because of concern about spreading the virus. And um, I work at a university in New York City that has told us that that is a possibility that's on the table, that um, teaching for a time in the coming weeks might happen remotely or, you know, might get like canceled or spring break might get extended or something like that. So you know, the the news is coming over, you know, the, it's it's getting closer and things are impacting us more directly. Um, and it's interesting to see how it's been, um, it's been an unexpected part of this project is to see the way in which a story develops and a story becomes many different stories. So to get off this week's news, um, Sam, what is your item from the original song that you wanted to highlight for our listeners this week? 
So the old story that I want to talk about today, or the, the reference that I want to unpack from the original song, is the word vaccine. Uh, I think it is very timely, considering that we are currently in a worldwide outbreak of coronavirus, or COVID-19, which seems to be dominating the news cycle every day. So the word vaccine, as it was used in the original We Didn't Start the Fire, is a reference to the scientific researcher Jonas Salk's testing of the polio vaccine, which was later declared safe in the 1950s after his successful testing. So he was, Jonas Salk was um, a director of the Virus Research Lab at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Um, So he wasn't really a public... Um, you, you know, he wasn't a government employee. He was a private professor, although he did get funding from the National Foundation for Infantile, uh, Infantile Paralysis. So a lot of people at the time that the polio epidemic was kind of most prevalent and children were paralyzed by it, um, a lot of the testing was being done with live versions of the virus. So uh, Salk was the first to try using a vaccine with killed polio virus, basically having an inactive form of the virus, which is how I think vaccines work today for the most part. Um, They're inactive forms and they're trace amounts. So he uh, tested, um, you know, on like a handful of kids. After testing it on animals, he graduated to kids, then went to uh, a school. Um, I got to find the name, but it was like the school for the retarded and feeble-minded. So he took it to basically an asylum where, you know, people whose lives were valued uh, much lower were were open to being tested or had to be because they didn't have a choice. But in any case, um, there was national testing on one million children who became known as the polio pioneers. And then in 1955, uh, the vaccine was announced as safe and effective. But I'm assuming that the way it is referenced in the song is um, that this was kind of the beginning of, of the testing wave and not necessarily the, um, the declaration that the vaccine was in use. So there you go. That is the story I wanted to unpack. Yeah, that was the name of the school. Holy shit. Where um, Jonas Salk did the early testing for the polio vaccine and then went around to test a million or so children around the country who were then known as the polio pioneers. And uh, some of them are still with us to this day. And then uh, Salk went on to um, keep working in biological research and started a um, institute in La Jolla, California, and died in the mid '90s while he was looking for a vaccine for AIDS. So yeah, that's a just in that one word, a lot of information in the original song. So my uh, story, my story from the original song. I'll try to do this quickly, but it's kind of a lot of information. Again, a few words, including a lot of information. So I picked heavy metal just two words, but then I realized something, which is that the term in the song isn't heavy metal, it's heavy metal suicide. Those aren't separate ideas. Because I thought, well, what's the cultural impact of heavy metal? And I'll go into it and, you know, describe it and have some kind of commentary on the cultural influence of heavy metal. But suicide as a standalone doesn't mean anything. But heavy metal suicide is something that really speaks to the time the song was written. In 1985, this pair of young men killed themselves, and allegedly it was after listening to an album uh, by the band Judas Priest, 
who at the time, you know, were thought of as like the furthest, most extreme devil worshipy heavy metal band. They had this album that came out in 1978 called Stained Class. And on the record was a song called Better By You, Better Than Me, which is actually a cover of a song by uh, from like the late 60s um, by a rock band called Spooky Tooth. Um, and the Judas Priest cover allegedly had hidden messages inside the song in the vocal bridge that inspired people to suicide. And this was a long, ongoing story, and it sparked all kinds of investigation into music and how it was influencing children, and a lot of religious religious folks got involved. But this song was particularly, or uh, this alleged um, suicide influence was particularly strong because there was a civil trial attached, and it didn't go to trial until after this song came out in 1990. So we're talking like a long, protracted public media and court battle that ended up with the dismissal of the case but that was the um that was the uh, cultural conversation and legal action around heavy metal and its influence on the youth because it became such a popular medium in music at the time in the you know mid late 80s it was kind of the music especially for young people and it also makes me think about our songwriter you know again writing it if he had written this song that started in the 80s and covers the 40 years since then i don't know if this news item would have made it in but because it was ongoing it was sort of like the way that sam and i are writing this song or writing these lyrics to the song weekly while stories are still happening like coronavirus or what have you the stranger was in between the the news item the allegations and the trial so it was something that was probably in the news very frequently and he also of course is a musician and it was about his industry about the way his industry was changing about his livelihood so i bet it had a bit more resonance to him so it's another example of not necessarily in a negative way but bias or point of view that comes up in the song and that's why i wanted to chat about it on today's episode Okay, so let's get into the song itself. So the next thing you're going to hear is verse 1 and verse 2 from Sam covering Monday and Tuesday. Let's go. Weinstein justice mecca girl Catherine Johnson leaves this world. Chile protest tower Dallas caucus has to go. Ah, Sanja's extradition, German right-wing terrorism, Ben Mora, Bernie drama, Saudi Aramco. Mm, 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 mm. Tech Frontier, Damascus, Bomb, Canary, Isle, Sandstorm, Mahathir, Mohammad, Clashing Parties, Jaffrabad, CO2 from Pilocene, Real Life Crying, Jordan Meme, Forna, Simbe, Justin Bieber, Biggest Fortunes, Goodbye. Amy Duffy, Guiman High, Iger Swap for Chapic Guy, Tianden Naga, Freedom Haras, Amazon Grocks, CDC, UAE, Slovakia, Misogyny, Curry House, Closure, Sad Summerfest, Rocks, Bob's Mills, David Ayers, Hindu Muslim Violence Flares, TurboTax, Trump Hates Court, Kelly Slater, Surf Resort, Sabrina, Ionescu, Egypt's ousted prezes through, Green Berets, Lawsuit Stays, Surveillance is an Issue. I've stayed in talk, Biden's back, U.S. Taliban attack, Parks Bill, Linguist Spy, GM touts electric line, Dequelar, Turkey Brawl, Bloomberg campaign makes the call, virus vids demonetized, France gives Uber drivers rights, Costa Rica data, safe doggies contagion, Sessions run off Kylie's toes, pension fight with Macron, Niente Scuola Kim K, Tavis Smiley has to pay, Justice is here Russo, Tennessee tornadoes. 
Grinder Sale, Vodka Hands, Facebook Pulls Fake Census Ads, Dubai Leader, Pyramid, Warren Ends Her White House Bid, Schumer, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Ceasefire Deal in Syria, XFL, Walton, Hidden, Epstein Prison Gun, Baseball Pool, SpaceX, Ronan Farrow, Walkout Flex, Ice Cream Liquor, Locked Away, What Else Do I Have to Say? Mulvaney out, Meadows in, Kamala backs Biden, coup plot, southern pot, body shaming, TikTok, Jesse Jackson greens from space, Amtrak slows a cell pace, Everest climbers in a jam, Thailand protests party ban, North Korea weapons test, Lebanon defaults on debt, hotel collapse, homework apps, Woody gets the hatchet axe, hoop games played for empty seats, New York State emergency, Italy to lock its doors, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, that was the song. So we can't really ask each other and answer questions because we're not doing this live together. So instead, you're going to hear Sam talk a little bit about some things in her verses that she think might be interesting to me and you, and then I'll do the same. Uh, I will extend this recording in order to um, unpack the word on Amazon Grox in case. <laughs> my my mom uses the phrase Grox as a nickname for groceries, so I assume that would uh, play. But in case there's any question, Amazon opened a cashierless grocery store. Um, and is there anything else I'm proud of? I'm just obsessed with the way that Kelly Slater Surf Resort fits neatly into... <laughs> fits neatly into the verse. That's one of those magic moments uh, that I live for in this process. Uh, Anyway, I will see you next week, I guess. Yeah, you will. Um, Cool. So yeah, those are great. Amazon Grox. I actually had, I did not think of Grox as groceries at all. Um, I thought of it as grok, meaning like to pick up on something, you know, get the gist of it. So I thought you were being really hip and saying like Amazon gets what's going on with what people want or like the store just kind of understands what you bought. And that's why they don't need cashiers. But groks as short for groceries, that's a new one. And I love your mom for it. So a couple things in mind um, here. I'm just going to kind of scroll through and mention a couple as they pop up. Oh, yeah. Alf Staden talk. I really wanted to include. That's the uh, 11 city uh, ice speed skating competition race that had to relocate to Austria from Denmark because of uh, lack of ice due to climate change. A lot of my verses in this week's episode, I had some really fun kind of wordplay that explained the whole news story, but I wasn't honoring the form, as I mentioned earlier, and putting enough news items in where instead of 25 27 16 i had like 20 21 19 11 because i was taking these verse these lines that had four items or three items and and putting two by you doing these longer phrases so i decided to truncate some of them and just use a word or find a more clever way to flip it around and use a short word so that i can refer to more stories if we want to look at this as like some kind of historical document of the past so um, so yeah, so I, I pulled a lot of details from these in order to like fit more stories. Oh yeah. Another thing I did, uh, niente scuola. So uh, Italy closed all their schools. So I thought, oh, what if we do, you know, no school in Italian that can kind of rhyme, fit with the rhyme scheme or fit with the meter. Ice cream liquor locked away is a person who licked pints of ice cream and got caught licking them and then putting the top back on them, putting them back in the freezer in the grocery store. Disgusting. I hope they go to jail for life. Oh, and in verse five, I have green. I have uh, greens from space. Greens from space. There's like lettuce that has been grown in space that is delicious and healthy and is safe to eat. And I just thought that was cool. 
and oh, hoop games played for empty seats, which took me like three tries to get right in this recording, is about two stories, one of which is uh, Division Three NCAA tournament basketball games were played in empty arenas to no fans because of coronavirus concerns, and they are considering doing that for the Division One tournament, NCAA, and the NBA is considering doing the same thing. So that covers those two stories. And Italy to lock its doors is like a little bit of a you know, poetic license, but basically Northern Italy's gone on lockdown, an unprecedented uh, lockdown of major cities in Italy because of uh, pandemic concerns. And, and that's, that was my I can't take it anymore line for this verse. Okay, so that's the show for the week. Uh, that was the week in the format of the greatest poetic form of all time, as written and recorded in 1989 by our man, The Stranger, Sam, uh, from afar, thank you for joining. Uh, we're going to get back to our kind of normal pace, our normal format next week. We will see you then. Goodbye from me and goodbye from Sam. We're going to do this all again. The week is already starting and we got to get going. Ugh, all right, bye. Bye.